Hey, everybody, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're glad to have you at the house today. Uh, I've got an awesome broadcast for you today. I'm so glad you tuned in. We're going to spend some time in the Word of God together like we always do. Uh, Sarah's going to lead us into some worship today like she always does. It's going to be an amazing time. Uh, I'm, I'm very thankful that you're a part of this broadcast. So whoever you are, wherever you are, um, I'm, I'm appreciative that you tuned in. But more than that, uh, I want to say that what you're doing right now is making an investment into your life, into your future, into who God has called you to be. When you put the Word of God first place in your life, that's when the Word of God can go to effect. So we're going to get into the Word together. But before we do that, I want to remind you, and you can actually do this right now for me if you want to, get your phone, your smartphone, your tablet, whatever you've got nearby, um, and, and go to your app store. I want you to download the Legacy Studios app this has been so exciting to us. Everybody around here is getting so excited about the app and what we're able to do with it because this is how we get the Word of God to you. Uh, we are moving towards a place in this ministry where we want you to be able to access us and us access you and do it all right here through this app. So uh, from this app, you can get the most current issue of the Legacy Letter uh, and read any of the back issues as well. So those are articles from me and Sarah and our staff and, and pictures about what's going on here at Legacy Studios and what Jesus is doing with us, through us, through you, our partners all over the world. So you can do that from the app. You can also watch the Legacy Television broadcast. Uh, you can watch all the back episodes of that. We want you to get a hold of that as well. And then also just be in communication with us. Stay connected with the ministry. Write to us and we'll write you back. We kind of have a policy here that everybody gets a response. We want to get into a uh, relationship and connection with you. So get the app, Legacy Studios app. Get that. You're going to be glad that you did. All right. Very cool. Let's get into the word together. We'll pray and see what the Lord has for us. Father, we love you. We worship you. We thank you so much for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path and we'd be nowhere. We'd have nothing without it. But with your word, and with Jesus, the Word made flesh, we have every answer to every question. We have solutions to problems. We have direction, wisdom, and guidance. And so we look to your Word today. I'm asking you, Father, to give us eyes that see Jesus, ears that hear His voice, and hearts that understand who we are in Jesus and who He is in us. We thank you for it. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to continue on in this series that we began several weeks ago. And again, if you missed any of that, go watch those broadcasts, get caught up with us because we've been asking what I feel like is a very important question. It's one that I know I've asked myself. It's one I know I hear other people asking. And it's just simply this, why isn't this working? You know, if you've been in church or you've been around the things of God, been in, in the Word, maybe you've even been in some really solid faith teaching, uh, everybody at one point or another seems to run into something in life that it, it's frustrating. You, you, I like to say it like this, it's that, it's that distance between um, expectation when your expectations are way up high, it's that distance between that and, and reality sometimes is the gap between that that tries to breed frustration. If you're expecting things to be one way and they're turning out or they're in process a different way, it, it can try to be frustrating to you. And, and you often, oftentimes ask yourself or other people, you might ask a pastor, why isn't this working? 
And maybe you're asking yourself that question right now. Well, here's the good news. Number one, you're not the only one that's ever asked that question. We all have. Uh, this whole thing started weeks ago with me sharing that story with you about the time when I was a kid. And here I am growing up in what I affectionately call the household of faith and being brought up on the Word of God, being brought up to believe that the Word um, affects things in our lives. And when we take our whole lives to the Word and we, we go to the Word for our answers and, and, and as the solution to everything we need, I'm in that kind of atmosphere growing up. And I shared this story with you, I'll tell you again, but long about third grade, something like that, it became a science fair time at school. And while all the other kids were doing science fairs like, uh, you know, exploding volcanoes and solar powered this, battery operated, whatever, I did a science fair project that hypothesized that death and life were in the power of the tongue. And what we did was took a couple of plants and watered them the same and fed them the same and gave them the same sunlight. But I wrote out a bad confession over one and a good confession over another one. This is science in the house of faith, okay? And as a young kid, my science project was that my words were powerful enough to affect the life of these plants, to affect the way they grow and develop. Well, several weeks, maybe months into the project, I'm looking at these things and I'm not seeing any change. And I remember, I remember all this going to mom one night and saying, mom, it's not working. Can you hear that frustration in, in the voice of little third grade Jeremy? Mom, it's not working. Maybe more like, mom, it's not working. And it wasn't, it didn't appear to be working. I mean, there was nothing on the outside that indicated there was any kind of change taking place. Mom, it's not working. And she looked back at me and said, Jeremy, yes, it is. I said, no, it's not. And she would just say very patiently, Jeremy, yes, it is. And I would say, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not working until finally. And she said it was like watching a light bulb go on above my head. She said, Jeremy, yes, it is. And I looked back at her and I realized in that moment, you're confessing. You're using the power of your words to change this. And here I was frustrated that, that my project wasn't turning out and I was concerned I wasn't going to get a good grade. And, and I guess the, the rest of the story is it did work. Not only did we see change in the plants, it was enough to get a first place at the science fair, to get invited to go to like the next level of science fair, whatever that is for third graders. But it was, it was an amazing testimony that yes, death in life is in the power of the tongue. But now here I am, 36-ish, they're almost 37, and the stakes are much higher now. The stakes are much higher for you watching this. It's not about a blue ribbon. It's not about a first place uh, trophy at a science fair project. It's about life and death. It's about the difference between living sick and living healed, living prosperous or living broke. The stakes are much higher now, and still that same tone of frustration often comes out of people. It's not working. Well, the reason I'm passionate about addressing this is twofold. Number one, I, yeah, I want to see it work in your life. I want to see it work in mine. But even more than that, I hear the heart of the Father saying that He wants more than anything to see it work in your life. God is watching over his word and he wants to perform it in your life. And he is not satisfied when, when you are experiencing 
that distance between expectation and reality. So here's what's not going to work. It's not going to work for us to assess your life and try to compare it to other people and say, well, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. That's not the answer. And if you've ever been told that, then you need to know right now, that's not the truth. You've got to come back to the word of God. And that's why we spent so much time over the last several weeks in Matthew chapter 13. Jesus is telling this parable, the parable we call the parable of the sower. He said, a sower went out to sow and some seed fell on the wayside and the, the birds came and devoured it. Some seed fell on stony ground and it, it didn't have depth of earth and, and the sun scorched it and it withered away. He said, some seed fell among thorns and the thorns choked it. But then he, see, he said, some seed fell on good ground and that's the ground that it produced on. And when his disciples came in Matthew 13, it's also in uh, Mark chapter four, Luke chapter eight, they came and they questioned him about this. What's this whole thing about? He began right there to unfold it and expound on it to them. And he very simply said to them, you have blessed eyes. Your ears are blessed because you see and you hear what everybody else doesn't see and hear. And what he was saying to them was that they could see him. And that's the first thing I would bring you back to if you ever are met with this feeling of frustration because it's an enemy to your faith. If you stay in that and let that frustration continue in you, that is an enemy to your faith. And if you ever begin to sense that settle in, the first thing I would say to you is go back to the beginning. Do you have eyes that see Jesus? You have to ask yourself, what am I spending all my time looking at? Am I looking at the problem or am I looking at the answer? Am I looking at what's against me or am I looking at the one who's for me? You've got to get your eyes back on Jesus. Your faith doesn't work unless it's faith in Jesus. There is no faith for salvation until there's faith in a savior. There is no faith for healing apart from faith in the healer. There's no faith for prosperity or the meeting of your natural material needs unless there's faith in the one who was rich, but for your sake became poor so that you through his poverty might be made rich. You can't separate these things. If faith is just a principle to you, it's powerless. The principle is powerless if it's disconnected from the person of the Lord Jesus. Are you following this? It's got to come back to having eyes that see Jesus and ears that hear his voice. But even then he began to expound on it. And he said, the sower isn't just sowing seed. In this parable, he's sowing the word. Now, again, put yourself in my shoes or maybe even a similar background. You might have one similar to what I've grown up in where you heard that the word was everything, man. I mean, you heard that you were saved by the word and you were redeemed by the word and you were healed by the word and prospered by the word and the word works. You believe that and that's good. You need to believe that. I grew up believing that. But when I hear Jesus talk about how the sower, who is him, sows the word for times. He sowed it four different times on four different kinds of ground and it only worked once. That catches my attention. That says to me, obviously there's no problem with the word. The word is the incorruptible seed. We know that from scripture. So there's not a problem with the word, but it got sown three times before it ever worked that fourth time. So Jesus is helping us identify what may be keeping the word from working in your life. And, and we spent a lot of time, we won't go back over 
Everything we've talked about so far, we talked about the seed falling on, on that wayside ground, that hard packed ground that people and animals had walked. And when it can't penetrate, the birds come and steal it. Well, he said, somebody who hears the word doesn't understand it, doesn't value it. They hear the word and it doesn't sink in. It doesn't settle in to the heart. And Satan comes immediately to steal that word. So that's the first kind of ground. If it's not working for you, I say, go back, get eyes that see Jesus, and then go back and do this. Value his word above anything else, everything else, and say whatever his word has said to you in the book or the witness of his spirit, make that your first word, last word, any word in between. You, you value it above your own feelings. You value it above your own opinions. You value it above the experience of everybody else around you. And you don't try to make his word fit your world. You make your world fit his word. And you believe this word until your experience comes up to it. Amen? So listen, if you're dealing with sickness in your body right now, you need to value the word that says you are healed. Value that word above the symptoms, above how you feel. You might even have a diagnosis from a doctor, but you need to value what Dr. Jesus has said about it higher than what anybody else has said. That's how you get results out of the word when you honor it. Jesus went into his own hometown and preached and couldn't do anything there. Didn't say he wouldn't do anything, said he couldn't because there was no honor for him there. But when you honor Jesus, the word made flesh, it throws open wide the door for him to work in your life. It's so simple. It's so simple. So let's go on in this today. <laughs> now that we're almost out of time in this broadcast, let's go on and get as much in as we can. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 13, Verse 20, he said, but he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. That's a good thing. But verse 21, listen, he says, yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Other translations say immediately he is offended. So Jesus is talking here about stony ground. Now don't misunderstand that. That's not ground that's got a bunch of rocks sitting out on top. Stony ground would be ground that from the outside looks fine. There's a layer of earth, a layer of dirt, but it's got it's just a shallow layer and it's got a hard bedding underneath that shallow layer of earth. So somebody who is that kind of ground, somebody whose heart, is, whose heart is that kind of ground, is somebody who hears the word. They're sitting in a service or they're watching a broadcast like this one. They hear the word and man, they're shouting amen. Oh yeah, that's good. That, yeah, say that preacher. Oh yeah, I like that. I remember one time Sarah and I were in a service, weren't preaching, we we're just sitting there listening. And there was a lady on the row right behind us. And every time she heard something she liked, she didn't say amen. She didn't say, I like that. You know what she said? She said, that's delicious. Mm, that's delicious. So maybe you're sitting here right now going, oh yeah, that's delicious. And that's a good response. You want to have a that's delicious kind of response to the word. Taste and see that the Lord is good. But it's got to carry on past what you hear initially. Jesus talked about this kind of ground that had that shallow layer of dirt, but he said there was no root. They received it with joy, but when there was no root, 
immediately when persecution came because of the word or tribulation came because of the word, immediately they were made to stumble or they were offended. What's the problem here? The word got preached. The word got sown. They even received it. They said, amen. They clapped out loud. Maybe they even shouted, that's delicious. But what's the problem? The problem that Jesus identified that kept the word from working in this person's life was no root. He said, there's no root. Now, what Jesus is suggesting here may have been revolutionary to them. And maybe even what I'm about to to say to you could be considered common knowledge. Now, we we don't live as though we know it. And it's this simple principle right here. Jesus is suggesting that you and I could be sustained through the strength of what you can't see. When, when there's problem around you, he named persecution and tribulation. When there's, when there's pressure around you, when there's things going on around you that's push, pushing in, pressing in, all these things we've already talked about, symptoms of sickness in your body, uh, uh, lack in your finances, um, problems in your marriages, in your relationships, all these kinds of things that you can see and that you can feel. What Jesus is suggesting to us here He's saying that you could be sustained through everything that you do see by what you don't see. Man, I hope that's making sense to you. He's saying that this root, the part of the plant, the part of the tree that you can't see, that is what will sustain it through the wars that rage around it, through the weather that that rages against it. He's saying that there's a part to you that you can't see And if you'll invest in the part you can't see, it will sustain you through everything else that you can see. That's why the scripture says this in the book of 2 Corinthians. Let me read this to you out of the fourth chapter. 2 Corinthians 4, Paul writing here, he said, our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Man, I like that. When's the last time you called all this junk going on around you? When's the last time you looked at that and said, oh, this this is light. This is nothing. This weighs nothing. See, when, you, when you've got eyes on the problem more than eyes on Jesus, when you've got words that go to talking the problem more than words that magnify Jesus, every time you set your eyes on it, every time you let it come out of your mouth, you are magnifying the problem. What you talk about, you magnify. In terms of what he's saying here in 2 Corinthians 4, what you talk about, you give weight to. So when you talk about the problem, you magnify it. Now, if I were to ask you what happens when you magnify something, you would probably say it gets bigger. And I know it seems that way, but let me ask you, does it actually get bigger or does it just get bigger to you? See, when you magnify words on a page, you don't actually change the size of those words. You just change how big they are to you. And when you look at the problem, And when you talk the problem, you magnify it. Now, the problem doesn't actually change size. And in comparison to your great big God, it's nothing. It's small. It weighs nothing. It's momentary light affliction. But every time you talk it, every time you behold it and look at it, you are adding weight to it. And Paul is reminding us here that our, 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 everything that's against us 
In the verses before, he said, we're pressed on every side, but he's reminding you it's all light affliction that's just for a minute. It's just for a moment. And it's working for you a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You've got to decide right now what you've got your eyes on. Are your eyes on Jesus, the answer, or are your eyes on the sickness, the problem? The, the financial pressure, the problem. Whatever you do, you've got to get a hold of it right now and, and grab yourself up by your own soul and speak to your soul and you say, soul, we are going to set our eyes on Jesus. We are going to magnify him and not the problem. And every time you do that, you are deepening your roots into Jesus. You are deepening your roots into the Word of God, and you can be sustained through what's against you by the strength of what's within you. Everything that you can see, it's light, it's momentary, it's temporary, and it's nothing compared to the exceeding eternal weight, the roots of the glory of God that are in you. You can be sustained in that. There's so much more to get into with this and we're going to continue on in it for the next week or so. But I want you to I want you to do what it takes right now to make this a big deal to you. That what you can see is nothing compared to what you can't. And greater is he who is in you than he that is against you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.